Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Life, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened. And we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged. And we love you. God bless. when all around us, Lord, may fail, when our foundations on earth may be shaky and unsure. You alone are our sure and firm foundation that we can stand on, that we can depend on, that we can lean on. And help us remember that. You said in our weakness, Lord, you're strong. You carry us through. So, Father, when, when, when things aren't going the way they need to go, when, when our life is in a bad place, in shambles, it seems, and we can't stand on our own two feet, we need to remember that we don't have to. That you're holding us in the palm of your hand. You're our Savior, God, our rock that is sure. And there's none beside you. And we worship you today because of that, because you are worthy. We can trust in the name above every name, and we can speak that name when we are going through the struggles and know that you will hold us secure and safe. And that's what we hang on to, Lord. Oh, God, let the rest of this service continue just to focus on you. Help us to keep our minds set on you and focused on you and lifting up your name. Help us to give your word the attention it deserves, that it can just infiltrate our hearts. That when we leave this place, we're better and stronger because we've been in your presence and we've been touched by holy God. So, Father, we give this time to you. Ah, do work in life as only you can. Have your way. In the powerful, powerful name of Jesus, we pray and stand on. Hey, I just want to—I just want to reiterate: um, if you're in the building and served our armed forces, are presently serving our armed forces, if you're here and uh, you have family that served the armed forces, we want to take just a moment and honor you uh, for for that service. I, I got on a—I got on a goofy little pastor's Facebook thing last night, and uh, it was. It was kind of comical, actually, because they were saying, we don't really think that the church is the place to talk about military stuff and veterans. You know, we need to separate that from the church. And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> the New Testament I read says we give honor where honor is due. And I don't know of any other group of people that deserve our honor other than our veterans and those that are serving. So... Yeah, that's all right. So I'm going to challenge you. Uh, find, find a veteran to thank today. I'm going to call my dad, my 89-year-old father that served in the Korean conflict in the, uh, in the Navy. 
and give him some love today. So y'all, y'all do the same thing. Hey, welcome to 40 Days of Prayer. I hope that this has been as big a deal to y'all as it's been to me. Because it has been a big deal to me. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, something that, uh, I, I don't know, there's this passage of scripture, we'll read it in a little while, that says that we're supposed to pray without ceasing. Has anybody ever had a problem with that? Like, you, you know, does that mean that we're walking down the road praying all the time, you know, that you're, you're ordering your meal at Chick-fil-A, and you're like, uh, yeah, I need the waffle fries, thank you, Lord, for the waffle fries, and you need to thank the Lord for some waffle fries, them's, them's holy fries, that's why you can't get them on Sunday, come on, somebody. We're going to talk about how you can pray throughout your day. That how you can live your life with an attitude of prayer continually. And, and I believe that if we'll do some of the things that we talk about today, it'll change our attitude about what, I don't know about you, but I used to, I, I, didn't, I wasn't at church a whole lot as a young person until I gave my heart to the Lord in my mid-teens. And, and I thought prayer was this time that, you know, you set aside, and it is. But how many know that you can pray anywhere, anytime? I, I used to chuckle when they said, we don't allow prayer in public school anymore. Stop me. You know, I, we don't have to, I told them this morning I didn't have time to chase rabbits. I was about to go down that road, so I'm not going to do that right now. Prayer is the greatest privilege you have. Talking to your heavenly father. And here's this. Having him talk back to you is the greatest privilege you have. Can you imagine we have an opportunity to converse with the God that created everything you know. Everything that exists. You can talk to him. You can boldly approach his throne because you belong there if your life's been covered in the blood of the Lamb. So we're going to start in Ephesians chapter 6. We've got a long way to go, and, and, but we'll get there, I promise. Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to read it in two different passages, two different translations. Uh, Ephesians 6 verse 18 in the New Living Translation reads this way. Pray in the Spirit at all times. Look at somebody say all times. On every occasion. Stay alert. Be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. The New International Version reads it like this. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, I like this, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So we get seven instructions from that passage in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to go through them kind of, if you're a note taker, you're going to have to, you have to stay alert right now. You ready? Here we go. First thing, we pray in the Spirit. God leads us. The Bible teaches us that the Spirit intercedes for us. That when we don't know what to pray, have you been there? I don't even know what to pray. How many know that we serve a God whose Spirit will intercede for us? And, and oh, by the way, and we'll talk about this a little bit later. Have you ever had that thought jump in your heart about somebody or a certain situation? Could that be the Holy Spirit prompting you to pray for somebody? You woke up in the morning and, you, and somebody was on your mind. And I wonder why I'm thinking about this person. Maybe the Holy Spirit's prompting you to go to God in prayer. So pray in the Spirit. Second, second instruction, we pray at all times. We're going to talk about that today. We pr there is no bad time to pray. Come on now. There is no bad time. It's always a good idea to pray. You've never prayed about something and went, man, that was, that was stupid. 
right? So pray in the spirit, number one. Number two, at all times. Number three, with all kinds of prayers. Listen, there's a prayer for everything you're going on, that's going on in your life, every emotion, every problem, every situation. There, the psalmist talked about prayers of complaints, prayers of crying out, comforting prayers, confessing prayers. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you, if it's in your heart, if it's going on in your mind, if it's causing you worry, your heavenly Father wants to hear about it. With all kinds of prayers. Number four, on every occasion. I, I grew up thinking that maybe there's some stuff going on in my life that I, I don't need to talk about. Come on now. I believe that if you're struggling today, and, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and you got some junk in that junk drawer of your heart, you got a junk drawer in your house, sometimes we got one in our heart. Whatever's in that junk drawer, man, you have a father that longs to hear all that's going on in your life, all your struggles, all your temptation, all your sin. Open that junk drawer and let him in. Let him hear it. He's, at number five, we said stay alert. You need to be ready to pray. My good friend Amber had a pretty nasty car wreck a couple nights ago. I ain't talked to her about this. But I bet when she saw that she's fixing a T-bone this car that pulled out in front of her, I bet there was a little prayer going on right there. I, I bet you it was one word. We don't use that word like a cuss word, do we? We're like, Jesus, that's all I got time to do is Jesus. How many know he heard that? He hears that. Number six, be persistent. Well, God didn't answer my prayer. Well, don't stop. I've been, I've been praying for somebody to give their heart to the Lord for, for months. Well, don't stop. Be persistent. Be persistent. Never stop. Never stop. Never stop praying. And lastly, number seven, pray for all people. L listen, if, if you're riding down the road and you hear a song on the radio that, that's kind of silly and it makes you think of me, you pray for me. You understand what I'm saying? We, we, we need to be in the business. You know, Paul said in, in Ephesians, the passage we just read, to pray for God's people. We, listen, sometimes we walk through hell, don't we? Because the enemy hates you and the enemy hates me. We need to be lifting each other up, constantly praying for each other. So, all times. So there's, there's seven things we learn from Ephesians chapter 6 that teach us we need to be in constant prayer. And now your question to me is, how am I going to do that? Do I quit my job? Do I, do I just quit my job and quit school and stay home all day? And No, that's, that's, that's not what it means. I'll give you two habits. That if you'll try to develop these habits, uh, I, I really feel like this idea of praying continually will be a little bit easier for you. Number one, we're going to keep a running conversation with God. And, and here's what I mean by that. You know, I got certain places that I like to pray. I, I like to pray in my office back here. I, like, I got a big blue chair in my office at home. I like to sit down in that big blue chair and pray in that big blue chair. I got a, an altar that I like to kneel at in my office. I've, I've got, I like to pray in my car. Anybody else pray in your car? You, here's the deal. 
That's one of the quietest places I've got. It's in my car. I turn the radio off, turn my phone off, and I can talk to Jesus. But I, I believe we need to get into this mode where as we live our life, and we're going to talk, this is what we're going to deal with today. As, as we go through our day, our average, everyday, ordinary stuff that we do, th there ought to be this continual conversation with God. And, and 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says it like this, never stop praying. The only way you can do that is to continually be in a running conversation with God. The second habit is to schedule prayer times through your day. For thousands of years, thousands of years, the Jewish people prayed at specific times during the day. Now, I'm not going to tell you to do that. Now, if, if, if you want to, that's cool. I, I don't want to make this, and don't judge me before I'm getting ready to say, I don't want to make this religion. In other words, why? Well, it's 9.05, I didn't pray at 9, so I'm, no, that's, that's not what this is about. But I do believe we need to be in the habit of praying throughout the day. There's this, there, there's this interesting thought. Um, in, in Rome, they would ring a bell six times a day. They'd ring it at 6 in the morning. They'd ring it at 9 in the, in the morning. They'd ring it at noon. They'd ring it at 3 in the afternoon. And they'd ring it at 6. And that's how they did their, their work day. Well, the Christians in Rome started using those bells as a, a reminder. Well, it's, it's 6 in the morning, so I, I heard the bell. I need, to, I need to pray at 9 in the morning, at noon, at 3, 6. It, so much so that when the, the monasteries started rising up, they intentionally put these bells in the monasteries. And, when the, and, and somebody's job was at 6 in the morning and at Nine in the morning and at noon and at three and at six to ring that bell to remind everybody to pray. Well, guess what? One guy had to ring that bell all the time and it got laborious. I don't, I guess, I, it's just ringing a bell. It's not that big a deal. And so they developed this, they called it a water clock that at, at those intervals, it would ring at, the, ring the bell at six in the morning and nine in the morning and noon at three and at six. And they called that device a C-L-O-C, it's a Latin word. See, it's where we get our word clock. The reason you got a clock today is to remind you to pray. Now, now when that alarm clock goes off in the morning, now, now your first thought is coffee. Anybody? Come on. Maybe when that alarm clock goes off in the morning, instead of your first thought being Coffee and biscuits and gravy. Come on, somebody. I'm feeling good right now. Maybe it should be, God, it's, it's time to pray. How many of y'all like, are like my wife and you got, you got your iPhone? She has 400 reminders on her iPhone. Anybody use that reminders app? Anybody? And it goes off all the time. Maybe instead of just reminding me to take the trash out. Reminding me to change the filter in my air conditioner. Reminding me to do this stuff during the day. It, it can do that, but maybe that should be a reminder. God, I, I, I need to talk to you right now. So we're going to talk about how throughout our day, we need to pray. And what are some things that can trigger that, just like the the bell in the monastery. What are some of those things that can trigger our prayer time? We're going to use the Lord's Prayer 
And if you've been coming on growth group on Wednesday nights or on Sunday mornings, you've been, you've been hearing a lot about the Lord's Prayer. Because contrary to popular belief, the Lord's Prayer is not what we are supposed to pray. It's a model of how we are supposed to pray. It's not, now we, you know, it's, it's school. I, I'm old enough to where we, we quoted that on, in the morning. Anybody remember that? Just me. The oldest person alive. But it's not, a, it's not a magic prayer. It's a model Jesus gave us. And we're going to use that model and see if we can't find some triggers throughout our day that will help us, help remind us to pray. So it's going to be on the screen behind me. Here, let's do this. Let's just read it together, okay? Told you. In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we're going to use the Lord's Prayer to, to find some triggers throughout our day. The first thing I want you to do if you're writing notes, if you're taking notes, write this down. Get up with gratitude. Start your day with thanksgiving. If, if you've been coming, we've been talking a lot about our good, good father. Maybe you have a bad image of your father on earth. I need to tell you that your father in heaven can do nothing but good. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness or shadow of turning. In other words, if he was good back then, he's good today and he'll be good forever. So why don't we do this? Why don't we get up every morning and before we start our day, and listen, I'm not telling you you got to pray for 45 minutes to start your day. If you want to, that's awesome. I'm Can I tell you how I do it? I, I I, I take about 30 minutes to get my legs swung over. Y'all know how that is. And I sit on the edge of my bed and I whisper a prayer. Just sitting on the edge of my bed. It's, it's usually not a real long day, long, long prayer at that point. Every good and perfect gift. Hey, listen. Um, I, I believe God wants to hear your complaints. I do. I, I believe that God wants to hear your, your hurts, and I believe that God wants to hear all the things that's going wrong, but not there. Uh, parents, let me ask you a question. If your kid walks in the door, and all you hear is, well, this isn't right, and that's not right, and I don't want to, and you don't. I mean, I don't know about y'all, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not condoning child abuse, but <laughs> pow! Right? Right? I don't want to. And sometimes I wonder if God don't want to just thump us in the noggin and go, come on, look around you. Look how blessed you are. So let's get out of the bed. God, thank you. It's your breath in my lungs. Right? 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 Let's, well, I don't know what to thank God for. Hey, we, we did this, if you're doing this with us, there's this little exercise in your, in your workbook, and I hope you did this. It's a gratitude list. 
and it lists all the letters of the alphabet from A to Z. And it just challenges you to, to find something that starts with that letter and, and, and something you're grateful for, something you're thankful to God for. So I, I did my, somebody shout out a letter. C, C, okay, that one, that one's Christ. You, you, you got that's, that one's pretty easy. Somebody else. Z? See, I knew somebody was going to do that and try to trip me up. That God pursued me zealously. Come on, somebody. Any, God ever chased anybody? Did he chase you? Yeah, he never gave up on me. Somebody else. Q. Look at y'all. Y'all trying to be cute. Q's my quiet time. Come on. W. Where you at? The word of God. A. The air I breathe. H, the hope of heaven. D, oh, y'all going, this is deposit in the bank of love right here, y'all. Thankful for Donna. I, I started to say dogs after that, but I, I, I knew that would give me a lot of trouble. J, Jesus, Jesus, all right. You understand? How many know you don't have to look very far to, be, to find something that you're thankful for? And all I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge you in the morning to start your day off with gratitude. A, a great way to do that is to start your day off in worship. I'm going to let you all in to some weird things that I do. Um, I've always been, been a fan. This is going to come as a surprise to you all. I've always been a fan of stand-up comedy. Anybody else? Two of you. Oh, that's, so I love stand-up. But how many know that you can't listen to a lot of it because it's, I found this Pandora station that's PG Comedy Radio. And so sometimes I listen to that while I'm getting ready. And I just listen to, you know, just. But here's what I've learned is that if I put that off to a little bit later in the day and I put on one of my worship stations on, it changes my attitude. If we start our day with a worship and gratitude, how many know that sets the tone for everything else that's going to happen to you the rest of that day? 1 Corinthians chapter 4 says it this way. What do you have that God hasn't given you? So let me settle that right there. What do you have that God hasn't given you? The breath you're breathing belongs to him. And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? Hey, I don't, I don't care how bad it gets, y'all. You got something to thank God for. I, I don't care how many wolves are at the door, how many doctor's reports you got that aren't just right. I, I, I'm telling you, you don't have to look far to find a gift of God to be grateful for. Is that true? All right, amen. Let's go on. So the first thing out of bed, I'm thanking God for his consistent love. First thing, first thing, first thing. All right, so let's make an assumption that you start your day at 6 o'clock. But you get out of bed at 6 o'clock. Some of you get out of bed a lot earlier than that. Some of you are laying in bed a little bit later than that. I get it. So let's just assume, though, that you, you start your day at 6 o'clock. You with me? Okay, if you start your day at 6 o'clock, what time's your first battle? 6.01. Is that, I heard somebody say 6.01. So here, here's what you're going to do. When that first battle comes. Now I know you got to fight your battle. And so for, some for some it's temptation. For some it's people. For some it's, it's a boss. For some it's, it's traffic. And I don't, I, you know, we, we don't have time to name the battles because it's different for each one of us. But when the battle comes, let that be your bell. 
to bless God's name in the battle. It's a, it's a prayer of praise. If, if you know much about the Bible, you understand that, you know, we name our children because we like the way it sounds. We, I have Michael and I have Matthew. And I had a friend come up to me one time and said, man, I, th I think that's really cool that you gave your children such biblical names. And I went, oh, yeah, those names are in the Bible. <laughs> that really wasn't the, it's, I'd like to say that that was our motivation, but it wasn't. It was like, they're, they're M names. And it, it fits, and it, we like it. But in the Bible, your name meant something, right? Some of you, many years ago, remember the prayer of Jabez. Jabez's name means pain. Uh, obviously, his mom named him because he brought me some pain. But oftentimes, those names became self-fulfilling prophecies. I need you to understand that the name and names of God are significant in your life and in mine. So, when the Bible says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That means we're given honor and reverence and adoration to the name of God. And how many understand that there's so many names? Can I just give you a few? What if you We've talked about this one several times during this series. His name is Abba. He's your loving, caring father. I like this one. His name is El Dia. And that literally means the God that knows everything that can be known. So listen, there's nothing about you. Oh, let's just let this sink in. There's nothing about you that he doesn't know. There's no place that you're going that he's not aware. And how can you import that into your prayer life? God, there's nothing going to happen to me today that you're not keenly well aware of. And I honor the name of God. And I, do you understand how different when we approach the names of God? How about Jehovah Rapha? He's, that, that means the God that heals me. God, I got, a, I got a bad report from our doctor. But you are Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals me. I love, in the Old Testament, he's known as El Shaddai. And that means the Almighty God. There's nothing that he cannot do except lie to himself. So listen, that thing you're walking through? It ain't a big deal to God. Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. And maybe my favorite one is Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. And can I tell you, and I've told you this before, when I pray for you, oftentimes I, Jehovah Shalom invade their home. You, you call me and you tell me about struggles that you're having with your children or with your parents <laughs> or with your finances or with your job. And, and, you know, I'd love to be that guy that's got the answer for all your stuff. And I don't. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know how to fix all your stuff. But here's what I can do. I can talk to the God of peace. And I can say, God, bring peace that passes understanding. Have your way. Can I tell you, there is power in the names of our God. Psalms 9, verse 10 says, those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. So when the battle comes, 
regardless of what it looks like? Why don't, in, instead of cowering in fear, bless the name of God and, and, and watch faith begin to arise in your heart. Bless the name of God. All right. So the, your, your, your battle hits at about 6.01, okay? So how far into your day does it take for you to get distracted, to lose focus, for your priorities to get out of balance? How long? 6.03, okay. I got you. Well, as soon as you get to the office, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do when those distractions come? When you lose focus and you, uh, maybe I'm the only one that's ever done this. Have you ever thought, okay, I, I got to go to my computer and do this. And then by the time you sit down and you, you hit your password, you go, what was I, what was I doing? <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray when priorities are out of balance. Is it easy to get distracted? Right. Is it easy to get so busy that you've, you've forgotten what your purpose is? You've forgotten, guess what? I don't care what your occupation is. How many know that that's, yeah, I'm a pastor, okay? That's not my purpose. My purpose is to glorify God in everything that I do. Regardless of what you do for a living, you, your purpose is to find that that. that that lane that God wants you to live in, to lift up his name in everything that you do. And, and what happens is we forget that sometimes and we think my purpose is to enter this data. My purpose is to drive these kids on the school bus. My purpose is whatever, fill in the blank. And then at that point, what, what would happen if it was, God, may your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When distractions come, let that serve as a bell, ding, 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 to remind you that you're not here for whatever task you happen to be fulfilling on that day. You're here by divine order of God for such a time as this. You're on this earth on purpose, with purpose. Don't let the enemy steal that with a distraction of a angry boss man let that be a reminder man that's just going to remind you to align yourself with God's purpose and plan for your life oh by the way can I tell you here's what we want to do we'll pray Lord your kingdom come your will be done but what we're really thinking is God I need I, I need you to get in line with what I'm doing I need you to get in line with my stuff for today. I got a, I got a meeting, and I got this, and I got that, and I need you to line. I need you to get, get in, in on, on the same page as me. No. God, let me align my life with your great plan, your great purpose. May your kingdom come. Your will be done. Kind of changes our priorities a little bit, doesn't it? Someone really intelligent, somebody that was a great teacher, said these words. Seek first 
the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. Here's what I believe. I believe that works in your church life. I believe that works in your home life, in your relationship life, in your finance life, in your work life, in your life period. If we put God first, first. Isn't it odd how just things fall into place when we seek him first? We line our life with his life, right? All right. So you're going through your day and you fought a battle. You've lost a little focus. And those have been reminders. Those have been the bell tower to remind you that even though you've got to deal with this stuff, but to pause long enough just to say, God, I, I'm blessing your name because you're my provider. God, I, I need you and I need to align myself with your will. But what about when, when needs arise? We did a series a, a year and a half ago or so called Pray First. And that's just what I want you to write down. When needs arise, pray first. When needs arrive, pray first. Pray first. That doesn't mean you don't have to fix it. That doesn't mean you don't have to deal with whatever is coming across your desk. I, I had a, a boss one time um, that he, he was the coolest guy. His name was, well, I probably don't need to tell you his name. <clears throat> his name was Tom. And he, he just had this, this beautiful attitude about life, but he was a little mean. And I like to pick at him because he, he looked like he was about 90. And I would pick at him like, all right, you're going to be gone any time now, and I want your job. And so I'd go in and I'd sit behind his desk. And uh, he'd laugh and oh, well, whatever. And most of the time, he'd, he'd walk in his office. I'd be behind his desk, and he'd give me this goofy look. And, I'm just, and I'd get up, and I'd, we'd change places, and I'd sit and in front of his desk, and he'd sit behind his desk. This one particular day, I guess he got tired of me doing that because I was a, you know, I don't know. I was, yeah. So I'm sitting behind his desk. He walks in and sits down in front of his desk. And I started, I said, Mr. Uh, Tom, <laughs> here's your chair. He goes, nope, have a seat. I said, what do you mean? He goes, have a seat, and when that phone rings, you're going to fix it. And it did, and I didn't, and I never sat in his chair again. <laughs> but you know that throughout your day that stuff happens. And if you're like me, and, and most guys in the room are probably like, we like to fix things. If my wife comes home and she's had a bad day at work, you know what I want to do? I want to listen to her, but you know what else I want to do? I want to fix it. Something breaks in your house, you want to fix it, you'll break it worse and then have to call the guy. We like to fix it. And I'm, all I'm going to tell you is when that stuff happens, when those needs arise, before you kick into fix-it mode, pray first. Lord's Prayer said, give us today our daily bread. Bread represents everything you need to live. Everything. You, aren't you glad that he didn't say, give us our monthly bread? Today, God, I, I'm facing some challenges today. There's some stuff happening in my, in my life today. There's some stuff happening in my relationship with my spouse today. Would you give us today what we need to live? 
I'm not saying that there's not going to be stuff you're not going to have to try to fix. And that you're not going to have a part of the process. Because likely you will. But don't you want the hand of God guiding you? Yes, of course you do. Jesus said, ask for anything in my name. And in that process, let's not get selfish. Because what I'm talking about when we pray for our needs, the, the biblical word is petition. But I believe that Jesus is talking about more than just your petition. He's also talking about intercession because he didn't say, give me today my daily bread. Did he? What did he say? Give us. This is your opportunity to pray for the needs of others. Maybe the stuff that's going wrong in your day will remind you of a friend, somebody you sit with at church, somebody you know from wherever. And maybe that's your reminder. And they're going through a struggle today, God. Would you, would you meet their need? I love this passage in 2 Peter. It says, Jesus has the power of God. By which he has given us everything we need to live and to serve God. Everything we need to live and serve God. We, we went through this passage in Philippians chapter 4 uh, for about six weeks on Wednesday nights. But I love this. Listen, do not be anxious about anything. Anything? Anything? <laughs> But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then watch what happens. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. The byproduct of petition and intercession is peace. That's good. All right. So if you're like me, at some point... During your day, at some point during your day, you or I might develop attitudes and actions that might conceivably be considered sinful. Yeah, yeah like I, come on. So what do, what do we do then? How can our sinful thoughts? Our sinful behavior be a reminder, be a bell tower to pray. Write this down. Pay close attention to conviction. Jesus said, pray like this. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us our debts. One translation says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now listen, that doesn't necessarily have to take a long time. But neither, by the way, does taking out the trash. What happens if you leave the trash in the house too long? What happens if you leave that sinful attitude in your heart too long? What happens if you leave that sinful action in your heart, in your life, too long, and you ignore the conviction the Holy Spirit is dealing with you about that attitude, that action? then guess what? Your soul starts to stink. I don't want a stinky soul, y'all. And so here's what I'm going to do. Forgive me my sin. Just, just forgive me my sin, oh God. 
Well, Dwayne, you're a pastor. You shouldn't have to. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that there are times when I react the wrong way. I'm going to tell you there's times when I do the wrong thing. But here's what I'm not going to let happen. I'm not going to let that stink up my soul. And I'm going to pay attention to the conviction of the Lord. Forgive us our sins, O God. Take out the trash. Come on, somebody. Take out the trash. Can I tell you what that looks like? Because my words are not as eloquent as King David's. So I want to read to you from day 24 of our prayer journal. I hope you're doing this. And this is a shameless plug that it's not too late to do this. I got a couple books left back in the back. If you want to take one home with you today, we can make that happen. And you can start today and just catch up whenever you can. This is Psalm 32. And this is, uh, of all that we've done so far, this spoke to me the most. Listen, Psalms 32 from our prayer journal, day 24. What happiness for those whose guilt has been forgiven. What joys when sins are covered over. What relief for those who have confessed their sins and God has cleared their record. There was a time when I wouldn't admit what a sinner I was. Can anybody? Yep. There was a time when I wouldn't admit what a sinner I was, but my dishonesty made me miserable. Y'all been there, so have I, and filled my days with frustration. Best part of the passage right here. All day and all night, your hand was heavy on me. Aren't you thankful for the heavy hand of God? That wasn't going to let you get away with your stuff, but was going to... I'm going to tell you, before I surrender my life to the Lord, he made my life miserable. His hand was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water on a sunny day until I finally admitted all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide them. I said to myself, I will confess them to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. That's good news, y'all. Don't carry that trash around. When, when you feel it, when you know it's there, get rid of it. Take that trash out and don't let it stink up your soul. That's good preaching. I don't carry yours. Anybody guilty of making poor choices throughout the day? I like it when y'all laugh when I say stuff like that. (laughs) Write this down. Ask God to help me make wise decisions. And and if you just want to write some down, and to help me not make dumb decisions. (laughs) Jesus said, pray like this. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I'm going to tell you what I think the best time to pray this prayer is. Two two times during your day. In your driveway. God, God, you know what's going to be facing me today. You know full well that the enemy hates me. I'm going to ask you to help me steer clear of temptation today. That's a good prayer, y'all. Don't lead me to temptation today. God, help me avoid temptation. Keep me on a path of righteousness for you today, God. In the driveway before you leave, and listen to this, especially married folks, listen to me. In the driveway when you get home. How many know, maybe y'all ain't like us, but sometimes when we're tired, had a long day, especially Dwayne, I'm just going to say it, we tend to get, oh, I don't know, a little snippy. Anybody get snippy? I read an article that said that most 
arguments between husband and wife happen in the evening. Because you come home and you've been fighting the battles of the day all day and you're tired and you're weary. And, and it just doesn't take that much. I came home the other night and I just, I, I probably shouldn't tell you this. I, I, I'd had a long day and I came home and, 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 and uh, th there were some dishes in the sink. And it just set me off. It did. And so I, I, I just started unloading the dishwasher and loading the dishwasher back. But I did it real loudly. You know how you do that? It's like you rattle the pan three or four times. Like, hey, I want everybody in the house to know I'm unloading the dishwasher. Maybe if, maybe, can I talk to men for a minute? Maybe if we pull in the driveway. God, I've had a long day. But you've called me to love that woman in this house like Christ loved the church. So I need your help. To avoid the temptation of let my sorry attitude build a wall that the devil would love to exploit. So help me, help me walk into that house and love her and serve her and serve my family because you called me to love them like Christ loved the church and you gave yourself, you gave everything. You're the greatest servant this world's ever, and I, you need to be my model today hmm. before you ever walk in the door. See, your temptation may be a, a, a lot of different things. And we don't have time today to, to roll all of them up. I'll tell you what mine is. On Wednesday nights, uh, Wednesday is obviously a pretty long day for us. And so I usually don't eat until I get home after church on Wednesday nights. And Mike and Kelly have been ordering Domino's pizza on Wednesdays because they work late on Wednesday nights. And so I come home and I'll put my little meal together that I'm going to eat. And then Mikey, on the, way, on the way to bed, he'll say, there's dominoes in the refrigerator if you want some. <laughs> and so maybe I'll turn the TV on to try to, you know, just decompress. And every time the commercial comes on, I hear, boo, boo, boo. And Domino's Pizza is calling to me like a beacon in the night. <laughs> and, and listen, I, I don't know what your temptation is. But I'm going to tell you, I need God's help with mine. And I'm just going to be so bold to say, you need God's help with yours. Ask him. Ask him. 1 Corinthians 10 says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, it'll, he'll also provide a way out so you can endure it. That's just good. Lastly, here, write this down. We're going to end our day with truth. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. That's a reminder of three things. Listen, just that phrase, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever, reminds you of three things. Reminds me of three things. God, you're in control. Today is not the end of the story. And you win in the end. Anybody read the last page of the book? Yeah. Turns out pretty well for God's family, doesn't it? So here's one more challenge. Book in your day with gratitude and a good word instead of Fox News. Instead of, listen, 
If that's how you want to start and end your day, help yourself. I think it's a bad choice. I'm not telling you not to stay informed. I'm not telling you not to pay attention to what's going on in the world because you need to do that. I'm telling you, don't start your day that way and don't end your day that way. Start your day giving gratitude to God. End it with his great good news, his truth. All right. I've had people tell me that they don't have time to pray. If you do what we talked about today, that's not an issue. <laughs> Dwayne, you don't understand how busy I am. You, you work an hour a week. You don't understand how busy I am. I'm, I'm going to tell you, th there are weeks I would, I, I'm not going to tell you that my week's any more busy than yours. I'm just going to tell you, I, my weeks stay pretty busy. But there's this quote from Martin Luther. Martin Luther is responsible for the Protestant Reformation. And he said this, I have so much to do that I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. I don't care how busy your day is. Listen, if you're too busy to pray and to do what we've talked about this morning, you're too busy. The Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 10, 27 in the Living Bible reads it like this. Rever reverence for God adds hour to each day. Reverence for God adds hours to each day. Reverence for God adds hours to each day. It's kind of like, and that, it's kind of like tithing. How, how many have figured out that you can do more with less than 100% that's been blessed by God than you can? It works the same with your time. You give God your time, you'll be amazed what he'll do to expand it. All right. I'll tell you one more story, then we're going to pray. It's about a woman named uh, Mary Ann Kidder. Mary Ann Kidder wrote a better part of 180 hymns. She had a pretty rough life. Uh, about 150 years ago, she married a man of her dreams. He was a printer in Boston. He got called to serve in the Northern uh, Army during the Civil War. And died at the Valley, the Battle of Antietam. That very same year, her 12-year-old son died in a, in a drowning accident. Just sometime later, her only daughter died. But in her grief, she wrote the words to a hymn. It's called, Do You Think to Pray? And I'd just like to, in closing today, just read a couple of verses in the chorus to this hymn. It said, ere you left your room this morning, did you think to pray? In the name of Christ our Savior, did you sue for loving favor as a shield today? When you met with great temptation, did you think to pray? By his dying love and merit, did you claim the Holy Spirit as your guide and stay? Oh, listen. When your heart was filled with anger, did you think to pray? Did you plead for grace, my brother, that you might forgive another who had crossed your way? When sore trials came upon you, did you think to pray? 
when your soul was bowed in sorrow, balm of Gilead did you borrow at the gates of the day. Here's the chorus. Oh, how praying rests the weary. Prayer will change the night to day. So when life seems dark and dreary, don't forget to pray. Can I just let that settle for a second? Dom's going to come and play. Hey, I, what this whole campaign's been about is to help us to not neglect prayer. It's the most and greatest privilege that you have and I have. And listen, it is powerful. And it works. So here's what we're going to do. I, I want to just give you an opportunity to pray. Donna may sing this course once or twice through. And I'm not going to tell you what to pray for. Some of you are maybe far from God this morning. You don't know the Lord. I'm going to challenge you today. Surrender your life to Christ in this moment. It'll be the greatest decision you've ever made. Some of you are walking through difficult circumstances. I'm going to challenge you to bless the name of the Lord. Cast your care and petition on Him because He cares for you. But I'm going to give you a few minutes in the close of this service just to take time to pray. You can pray where you sit if you like. You can come and kneel around these altars. But I'm going to challenge you to pray. Don's going to sing.
above every name. Would you meet every need? God, in the name that's above every name, would you forgive every sin? God, we believe that the byproduct of prayer and petition, intercession, is peace. So God, today, in the lives of many today, would you bring peace that transcends understanding? Would you do what only you can do? Would you provide as only you can provide? Would you heal as only you can? God, there are those that are around, those in this room, and those that we love that need deliverance today, and you're able. We count it done in Jesus' name. Meet every need. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Would you just, I know it's not the beginning of the day, but would you just find something to be grateful to God for? Just tell Him that you're thankful for the air in your lungs. Tell Him what you're thankful for today. God, I love you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.